All right. Well, on on this week's edition of insert podcast name in post, um, we watched The Lighthouse. Tell me, what's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. On the run. Keeping secrets, are you? No, sir. Why, just spill your beans. Fittingly enough, we're all in quarantine, and it's just the fellas today. And can I say, dudes rock. That's definitely Man. true. Dudes live on a rock. They, uh, yeah, that too. Dudes rock in multiple ways. Um, I think in this movie, we really saw the intersection of uh, man versus man, man versus nature, man versus God, man versus giant fish vagina. Man versus dog man. Man versus man on a leash, who was his dog. Yep. That was the hottest part of the whole movie. I thought it was pretty. I See, I Sam, I think you would be the Willem Dafoe in that situation. I'm very leather. Are you saying that Sam is a sub? I'm saying Sam would, if Robert Pattinson gave him a leash and said, Bark, boy, Sam wouldn't go, woof. I don't know. I think if Willem Dafoe gave me put me on a leash, I would be okay with it. Like I'm the sub sub, but if like sub zero, if 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 the dom tries to sub the sub sub, I ain't fucking having that. It's like when you when you times negatives, they cancel each other out. Basically, it's more like I'm I'm like the, like if we're gonna like call it like a wolf pack, I'm not the alpha, of course, obviously. I'm also not the beta, uh, but I am. What is it? The other the one? Omega? The Omega? It's uh, Alpha. The Omega, who is in charge of play. And uh, if he tries to play with me, I'll cut his fucking dick Damn. off. Damn. That's just where we're going. All right. Well, I, I, once again, may I just reiterate, dudes rock. The rock has mostly dudes in it as well. It, that is true. There's that one lady uh, and Sean Connery's daughter. I'm just saying it's mostly dudes as well. As we, the Naked Mermaid was Sean Connery. Yeah, daughter. it was. It was um, Seamus O'Connery, even though I'm pretty sure he's Scottish. Sean Connery's daughter is named Seamus O'Connery. Yeah. Seamus O'Connery the second. What a strange turn of events. I he, like that he, he calls her thought Junior. inside the box for that. It's 
You know how in Indiana Jones, he's always calling Harrison Ford Junior? Junior. He just calls her Junior. Give me your hand, Junior. I forgot that. Yeah, he also... I thought it was the guy from X2. He also threatened (laughs) to... That's not Brian Cox. He threatened to slap the shit out of Barbara Streisand in an interview. All right, well, let's let's get to the movie. Scott, I feel like you have some questions as the moderator for... For us all. Okay, that was a very interesting lead-in to this um, movie. This is The Lighthouse. Uh, came out in 2019, <laughs> and it was directed and produced by uh, Robert Eggers, and it stars everyone's favorite former Twilight actor, Lighthouse. Robert Pattinson, and uh, everyone's favorite Aquaman actor, Willem Dafoe. Um, oh, God, I forgot he was an Aquaman. Yeah, that was weird. Um. Anyway, and yeah, Spider-Man. So, um, first question. And Boondock Saints. And rescue. There's a me. lot of uh, a lot of shit that happens in this movie, and some of it is steeped in symbolism, and some of it's just uh, you know, leading a man around on a leash. But question I have for you two is, uh, what is this movie about? Um. I mean, I personally think it's about how if we really come together and put aside our our class differences that we too can die horribly in a lighthouse uh, i think i think it's about class you know, i think it's i think willem dafoe is the bourgeois and robert pattinson is trying to to get that light but you know i i really find this movie to be the most effective lovecraftian movie i've ever seen i know it's not directly inspired by lovecraft but it deals with a lot of those. In no way. What? I don't. I no. didn't get any Lovecraft I, from this at all. Going into uh, it, I thought I would, but I didn't. I mean, in terms of like secrets being kept, it's more like uh, rats in the walls than I'd anything involving Call of Cthulhu. It's very more related to Edgar Allan Poe than uh, Lovecraft. It reminded me. Like, I'm. I'm really trying hard to remember what it was about. I remember, like while it was happening and like there was there's that argument that they have where he's it was because like i thought like oh maybe he's like a figment of robert pattinson's imagination and then he started being like i'm just a figment of your imagination it was like the figment was like talking about how it's a figment or something like that it was it was like if the figment of your imagination was trying to convince you that you were sane like it was something like that like it was it was weird but it reminded me of uh of uh beckett's uh waiting for godot so if anything i think it's just absurd and i i think maybe that is you know the point if we if it's a blunt point but maybe it's a point uh it kind of felt like when beckett talked about godot there there were people like when he wrote it who were like well you know are you talking about god like are they waiting no it's it's imagined by john lennon right (laughs) he was like no like if if i wanted to write that i would i would have written that it's about a lot of stuff i mean it it has what what do you call it when like a brother kills like if you were if you were to kill scott mitchell what would what would it be called fratricide yeah totally there's there's that in there yeah it's a lot of farting so just to be clear mitchell uh you are you are saying that you got class struggle from this and um sam you're more in the absurdist realm where it's kind of just an anything goes yeah like there are like many points that are made along the way i got I got two like the dangers of daddy dom play yes that was one of them i had two ideas one was it was a homoerotic relationship um between a younger man and an older man um there was a lot of a lot of gay 
kind of symbolism, especially with the lighthouse being kind of a phallic thing in and of itself. Kind of. Yeah, and there's that whole scene where they're dancing and then it's kind of like, it's not even implied. It's like very homoerotic mm-hmm. in that moment. Well, um, so let me interject there for also, a second. It, it drips cum on him at one point, it, doesn't that it? That is also true. Um, so, I Scott, I don't know if you've seen Barton Fink, but Sam, I'm pretty sure you have, right? Oh, neither of you have seen Barton Fink. Okay. Um, so Barton Fink. I've seen, I've seen like It's very it. good. Uh, so in Barton Fink, there's a scene where John Goodman and John Turturro uh, wrestle each other. And that the Coen brothers said that that's kind of the sex scene he has in the movie is when he's wrestling John Goodman. And so I think that scene with Defoe and Pattinson where they're about to kiss and then they fight. I think that that is, I mean, not exactly a love scene, but that is pretty much them fucking. Well, I think it's more, it's like an ancient Greek um, symbol or like, you know, style of um, homosexualism where it's more like... Robert Pattinson isn't 13, though. Well, I mean, just like a younger man and an older man in like a a learning situation. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. But the second thing is that... um, I thought maybe it was about guilt and what that can do to your psyche because I think that Robert Pattinson's character over time kind of just broke down from and that's why I think it's more like Poe it's more of like a implied mental breakdown over time through his the one with the heart in the basement I forget what the title of it is but no one is giving him any shit or anything he just kind of has a breakdown on his own so that's kind of what the telltale heart that's kind of what i thought the closest i could think of to this was yeah no i i know i said lovecraftian earlier and both of you disagree with that but i meant that more in terms of like the secrets being kept unknown well tentacles as well but unknown things driving you mad um just all those kind of like broad this, broad this, strokes the sea being the there sea, yeah. is sort of a well that i guess that kind of leads into the again. second question um there's a lot of symbolism in this movie the director talks about a lot of that does anything stand out to you specifically in this movie in terms of symbology uh so i totally watched this movie uh legally uh on the internet um, very legal and i'm just very wondering cool. uh if everyone else's legal portal to access this film uh, was also a square, you were you were watching it in like four by. Oh three, right? yeah, so it's it's an academy, or I think I believe it's called academy um, ratio. So it's essentially a box. It's like that in yeah, the theater. It kind of it it reminded me a lot of Keaton, which I which I liked when he was like doing physical tasks. I was like, maybe he'll fall down the ladder at double speed or something. Yeah. Uh, and then no, he just watched him masturbate through a hole in the roof, uh, which is cool. It's also cool. Um, I so that was kind of like the thing that I was wondering about was like, uh, what is it referencing with uh, like that? Like, it, I guess this like isn't really a answer to the symbolism question, but like, is that box like that viewfinder uh, kind of a, a classic? like reference just in film um so that's i mean it's a very old school aspect ratio um it's more like something they used back in like like obviously black and white like early talkies 
Um, it's uh, it's nineteen one aspect ratio. Okay, I for some reason I always thought it was one three one, but I think that's just what it is on other cameras that I've used before. Um, so it, it that yeah that as I don't think it, the aspect ratio has anything to do with the symbolism. I think it has everything to do with the atmosphere that they're trying to build in terms of like it's very claustrophobic. Every movement in that box has to be very deliberate by the actors. Every movement of the camera has to be very deliberate by the cinematographer and the director. And then another really interesting thing about the camera work in that movie is they put on a certain lens that really harshens any reds in the skin. So that's why they look so dark the whole time. So that lens essentially turns reds like black almost. It's funny because the next question I had was, uh, what do you think the cinematography added to the movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think the frame or the aspect ratio of the film itself has much to do with the symbolism other than just really? Yeah, I think I think Edgar's was trying to give it an older feeling. I don't I feel like in The Witch he used something similar. I don't Yo, he made the he witch. He made the witch, yeah. Oh. So, I Scott, I'm sure I, you haven't seen that. Uh no. Well, so he made a point of like shooting it that way. Yeah, that was a very witch, very and he made a point of shooting it this way and this it's a, it's like it's almost a square that he shot in for this, you know. So like, or maybe it is actually, but you don't you don't think that that, that had any living in a box kind of defined by your boundary. No, I I and like I said, I think that it's I think that it's it's more about the atmosphere he was trying to do because it is a small island, it is a very cramped place. So he's trying mm-hmm. to to have that atmosphere and have that sense of impending doom and something just off well, so screen. yeah so it is symbolic then I, that's not i mean i guess we're getting in the semantics about what we think is symbolic or not i think that's okay symbolic. i i think that's just a part of the i think it's like an architectural symbolism so no. so to redirect uh, this question in terms of like archetypes or whatever a lot of this shit gets compared to jungian psychology so i'm just gonna go with it um, was there anything that like really stood out to you like oh the the bird in in dream psychology is used to explore freedom or whatever the fuck like was there anything that like stood out to you in in terms of that well i am not a jungian so scott i think you can probably of the three of us speak the best to this since you are somewhat trained in that well there's like i already mentioned there's the very phallic lighthouse thing that happens (laughs) um we've already discussed that um i think definitely the locale is very i'd say the locale is dreamlike in and of itself i think we're kind of given a dreamscape with all the fog and kind of we're not really sure what's real and what's not did did Willem Dafoe's mm. character actually chase him with the axe or was he the one doing it? You know, just kind of things that you don't remember in a dream. I think the the bird symbology, I think that's more mythic than, than psychological. Um, there's a lot of Poseidon stuff going on. That's really the most interesting scene in the movie to me was when right after he gets done, given in that really Shakespearean speech about being cursed or whatever that he there were a few kind of thrown in just randomly like that very 
the like the buff sea guy like naked sea guy like pointing at him and it's like yeah all of a sudden he's like yeah, well read and um the whole mermaid thing i'm sure that means something i'm just not sure what i mean we, we could look at like Ovid. i think that there's two or three layers of everything which is why this movie is so interesting i guess to me mm-hmm. um it's layers yeah, you know greek greek definitely is a thing like him being dead and like having his eyes pecked out and you know they're like literally yeah, ripping at his not his liver but like yeah they're very promethean and like the fire like you know that's probably hitting it on the head but i think like that's maybe like a starting point for you to like maybe remember it most recently and then go back through the movie and be like okay like where was kind of the the greek it's all greek to me kind of like that that kind of thing going on well like or she she speaks greek you know i i was saying about the um about him being guilty or whatever like maybe the symbology of him getting his guts picked out by birds and birds symbolizing freedom. He finally spilled his beans and now he's he's free. As as that child in the the Cars Two theater said, this 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 N word eaten beans. beans. Yeah. Um, this man this man has eaten beans. And the um. Did you say N word? <laughs> I did in fact say N word. Because the ch- the black child calls him something else that I cannot repeat, and yeah, I just think that, you know, that's the most obvious one. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens that like you could think, oh, that's that must mean something, but then on, some of it may just be fucking weird. I don't know. Yeah, DDLG. This is kind of going back to the first question a little bit, but what was the tone that you picked up from this movie? Was it, were you scared? I mean, it's not like a horror movie in and of itself, but what, what did you take away from it, I guess? I think I laughed a lot more than, I mean, I think I laughed an appropriate amount because there's some funny-ass scenes in this. Um, but I, I, I think there's a lot of comedy, but there are definitely some, like, not... Yeah, I would call them horror moments. Like when you hear Defoe's Why'd You Spill Your Beans for the first time. When he's looking through the thing and you see Willem Defoe's ass cheeks uh, greatly undulating. Yeah, it was like... I felt more like at home with that image because I was like, ah, cool. I didn't know other people masturbated that way. Willem Defoe has to be the most sexually utilized, ugliest person in Hollywood, right? (laughs) <laughs> well, he kind of looks like Dennis Leary. So, what about Dennis Leary? I'd say he's. What was the last movie Dennis Leary was in? The demo Demolition Dennis Man. In, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary was in that like FX series. Uh, the one where he's a firefighter. He like, there's yeah, which I I mentioned, and uh, the other one where he's like a rock star, and it's like honestly I can't watch it just because of his hair. I can't uh, watch it. Oh, he was in the Ice Age movies. He's he's yeah, Diego. Yeah. I'm sure there was like a made-to-TV movie made like a week ago. Sorry to derail again, uh, but uh, what was the question? What, what was your, <laughs> what was the tone you got from that line? What was the tone? Oh, uh, I thought it was funny, like a little bit here and there. 
I think I laughed a couple times. I was, I, I mostly found it not like Americana, wow, like beautiful, charming. It was mostly like, like the high Shakespearean stuff, like that, like got like the big speeches, the stuff. I was kind of like, wow, I like. It's like it was very romantic. I I found a lot of it to be super romantic. I jumped at the axe part. I was kind that kind of like got me. Yeah. So that was like the only moment where I think where I got like ah. But everything else I found like super romantic. Yeah, it's not it's not like jump scares. It, it the the horror is more like the witch where it's like a like a dread. Like I found the witch to be much more horrific though. There's yeah, um, but I like I didn't really dread anything with this. I was more fascinated and mm. kind of in love with what was happening. Whereas with the witch, like the jump was like actually scary and like it was like wow there's like something out there that i don't understand yeah no i just it, kill and eat my family and and those quiet scenes in the witch i guess is what i'm saying where she's just kind of looking off into the woods that's the similar vibe i kind of get here there's a, like you said there's a lot more comedy there's a lot more like big speeches in this but i i do think it's very I don't know. I think when it wants to be and when it does, it is a very effective scare not scary, but horror movie. So I don't I don't think no, horror I, ever what? really comes into it. I think it's unsettling. I guess that's a better word, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Like the witch definitely has like horror. The witch like starts with, you know, the sending out into the void and then they finally get something set and then the void you know gets at them and with this it was sort of just like oh we're already falling like we're already in it like it's it begins you know sort of abstracted well the other thing i think this movie does really Um, well is i was the first time i watched it i was just confused as shit as to like okay who's telling the truth who's lying did he really try to kill him with the axe has it really been two weeks i think the way robert eggers utilizes time is very interesting and very un unsettling and unnerving because you think you have your feet under you and then he just kind of is like oh nope this what you thought happened actually may have happened something else or it may not be happening at all yeah i i think the the unsettling part of it comes in the in the way that it's so for me it was very dreamlike um so like we live kind of on the California coast here and we if you go up to Bodega Bay on a on a day like this you can see that it's very foggy and it gets very like that and that's very like kind of weird and and spooky to me I guess so for that to be shown it was yeah it was like a fugue state dissociative almost the other thing that I was thinking, I mean, after I'd watched this movie and I rewatched another movie, uh, Mothman Prophecies, is I was thinking, damn, Robert Eggers would make a really fucking good Mothman Prophecies movies if they remade it. Yeah, you know what? That movie's already perfect. So there's nothing else that can be done. <laughs> um, any, any other uh, questions or things you wanted to bring up? Is Robert Pattinson... So, A... Hot? I, he yeah. is definitely hot. I was the, I was gonna ask to see the most handsome man alive. Oh my god, his shoulders in this movie was like. Whoa. Dude, I'm so excited for Batman. I know. Well, okay. I don't give a shit about Batman, but I want to see him without a shirt on. 
Yeah, I'm like pretty excited for Batman. The costume is what I'm most excited about because it kind of looks like apocalyptic Batman, so they might be doing some dope shit with that. Also, it's finally not a rubber suit. There's a lot of cool shit going on in that movie, namely him. Yeah. He's going to be a good Bruce Wayne. Definitely. Well, and you have this on record, so that's good. And then the other thing about this movie that I find interesting is also, I know I already said Robert Pattinson, but Robert Pattinson himself and the, his sort of career arc. I don't know if, Scott, I'm sure you're not as familiar with it as maybe Sam is or I am. I've been thinking, I was thinking about it while I was watching the movie. I was like, I could imagine him like sitting there booking Twilight and his agent goes, you're going to be a star, you know? And like, then like he like goes through th- like four years, three movies, maybe five years of Twilight. And his agent at the end is like, wow, kid, like you're going to, you're going to make it. And he's like, this is like, I'm going to die on one tree Hill. Like, this is it. Like, this is all that I have. And now he's Batman. It's, I honestly, it's, I don't it's think a pretty that cool anyone thing way. that has been in a teen centered massive blockbuster movie has done as well afterwards as Ron, Robert Pattinson has. Well, I I think back. like Harrison Ford. Um cuz I, I would call Star Wars a teen a teen really centered thing, think? but that we're arguing semantics here. Yeah, I, I was thinking more movies. like Harry Potter that kind of thing. See, Daniel Radcliffe tried to do that. He's just not I think he tried too soon. He's just got to wait a little while, yeah. you know. Robert Pattinson like waited a little while. And his, like, he clearly has good also, management. Okay. I think that's the thing. The thing is, is that Harry Potter looks a certain way, and Daniel Radcliffe looks like Harry Potter. Whereas and Daniel Radcliffe is also five foot two. I don't know if, I don't know if Twilight. I don't even remember his name. It's not Jacob. Edward. Edward. Edward that's right. Um, I don't know if Edward had a, yeah. like a, what he looked like before that. So I don't know if he's as tied to that role. I mean, everyone kind of knows him from that, but I don't... Well, uh, I think... Have you ever watched the movie? Twilight? The Twilight movies? I've seen no. two yeah. of them. It's... Uh, you know how, like, it's, like, really washed out, like, mm-hmm. design-wise? And dialogue-wise and, like, in yes. general? They're just... Dark. So, like, it doesn't really, like, stick iconically. Like, Harry Potter is, like... That's a look, right? Like, that's, like, glasses, scar, like, kid in, like, a medieval kind of or not medieval yeah, we, you know like what i'm talking about but like movie. twilight is like woods high school taylor uh, lautner yeah taylor lautner and that Nobody's is their gonna remember that's twilight it. that's, it. that's all they got no but people will remember the lighthouse yeah and and then i've just in terms of like again his career is so interesting because he went from like you said from being like this teen heartthrob to Essentially, he only kind of starred in indie movies for like a five-year period. He's been... Smart movie. Yeah, he was in High Life. He was in The Rover. He was in... I mean, I don't know if you call The King a high, or an indie movie, but it's not exactly... But like, he, he was in all these like really critically acclaimed and he became like this critical darling. So it is interesting to see him yeah. kind of go back into this more mainstream role he's carved out again. Uh, he's going to be in Christopher Nolan's new movie, The Tenet. Uh, like we said, he's going to be in Batman. So I don't know. I'm interested. Well, he's in, gonna be Batman. He's gonna be Batman. He's 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 the god. I'm the goddamn Batman now. I am the bat. All right. Plus he just has an extremely I angular face. Final final thoughts. Uh, good ass movie. 
uh, out of out of ten uh, ten stars, how many? I would give it eight and a half sea cummies. Okay, Sam. Uh, I would. I would. I would. Uh, I would fuck. Um. Uh. Daniel Radcliffe, the boy. Uh, what's his name? Robert Pattinson. I would fuck Robert Pattinson. Uh. Uh, kill Willem Dafoe and marry the bird. Give it eight out of ten. Taylor Lautners. For for a combined ranking of eight and a half giant fish vaginas. Yes. Um. Sam, final thoughts. I thought I said. Oh no! I thought. Oh, do you want like no, a rating? No, rating was good. I was wondering if you have any. You know, I I wanted to <laughs> smash my family oh. after this or something. Oh no! Uh, I think I texted my friend uh, that I'm masturbating a lot now, <laughs> and I'm more conscious of the fact that I'm doing it. Uh, it's not that anything's really changed. Just that, like I'm aware of how much I jerk off after watching this right. movie. That's. Okay. Just guys being dudes. Um, <laughs> Mitchell, I, no, I guess I'll go because you all have the final word. Um, I, I, we've been in this quarantine for like three or four weeks now. This was the first time I felt like I needed to get out of the house for a while afterwards. <laughs> like this made me very, like, cognizant of the fact that we've been trapped in the house for three weeks. I'm trapped. You're trapped. Uh, yeah, I guess my final thoughts are, you know, what's better than just fellas hanging out with other fellas? And fellas, is it gay to kiss another fella when you're drunk and abandoned in a Hell lighthouse? yeah, it is. Do it yeah. anyways. Be gay, do crime. No, I, I think that this is a very well put together movie. I think it's very well acted, very well shot, very well directed very well written i think everything about this movie and about robert eggers oh. and robert pattinson and willem dafoe deserves your attention and deserves your support so if you haven't seen it go see the lighthouse if you've seen it watch it again okay well there you go this movie is gay it's a fugue state and um everyone loves it so there you go dudes rock yep. I'm Sam. I'm Mitchell. And I'm Mitchell as well. Oh, this is Scott. Wow, there's two Mitchells. Let me go. All around the sofa, lads and wasn't it to go. Hurrah.